Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by the two hosts of the Commonwealth Comics podcast based out of Richmond, Kentucky. Chris and Hunter are the co-hosts of the show. They are relatively new. I think they've recorded nine episodes thus far, but they actually have pretty good connections within the comic book world. And it seems to be a pretty good, well-run show with, with serious content. If you are a uh, po- uh, comics, comic book fan, I encourage you to check out, once again, the Commonwealth Comics Podcast based out of Richmond, Kentucky. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals to my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Hunter Groves and Chris Langford. Hunter and Chris have a podcast, the Commonwealth Comics Podcast, and of course, through the world of combat sports and martial arts. I've known Chris for, for many years now. Chris, you're that guy who has the famous wife, right? That, yeah, that's pretty much how everybody knows me. That's exactly right. <laughs> Chris is, yeah. the, is the wife of Linda Mahalik, very successful professional, very tough professional MMA fighter. So Chris and Hunter, if it's all right, could you guys introduce yourself to the Kelly Patrick Show audience? Who's Chris Langford? Who's Hunter Groves? How long have you guys known each other? What made you start this podcast? Yeah, um, I'm Chris Langford. Again, the uh, the husband of uh, the aforementioned Linda. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've known Hunter for probably, it's probably been five years now, really. Uh, I met Hunter through the fact that he, he worked at the local comic shop for a while. 
in addition to him being a in the air guard. So, uh, you know, I'd see him there every time I would come in to get the uh, comic books and stuff like that. And, and like I said on a previous podcast of ours, is like, uh, you know, for, for folks that are in the comic books and stuff like that, the uh, the local comic shop is uh, essentially the, the barber shop for, for, for nerds, if you will. So, like, we come in there and we talk about, like, you know, just, like, sports and stuff like that, too. But we talk about, like, you know, what the latest books are and stuff like that. And we just kind of struck up a friendship that way. So the local comic book store is kind of the barber shop. You, you use that analogy. The barber shop is where people go to talk about sports, talk about everything. And so that's the social outlet for uh, certain communities. And in your community, which is, I guess you said it, comic book nerds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the comic book shop is kind of where not only you go to get the, the, the comic books, but you also make friends there. You learn more yeah. about the, the world of comics, and that's how you met Hunter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he worked in the shop there, and uh, for the longest time, um, I think him, me, and uh, maybe one more guy was like the guy that were, you know, pulling, pulling spawn books you know, like Spawn Comics, you know, yeah. it, it had a, there was a lull in Spawn Comics there for a while, and uh, we both kind of like that sort of stuff, so uh, we struck up a friendship through that, right? And, uh, like, again, we found out that we were had, you know, far more uh, of an interest in, in, in other stuff, as far as comics go, and, and music and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, both of us are big, you know, Beastie Boys fans and stuff like that. So, you know, Slipknot, stuff like that. So, we, we you know, we, we, we had a lot of different stuff, you know. And um, so we went ahead and, uh, you know, after, after a few years, I come back from uh, my little uh, Antarctic sabbatical, if you will, and I went there to work for a little bit, uh, came back and I was like, I'd really like to start a podcast and uh, I want you to be like the guy that I do this with. You know what I mean? Because we, we have similar, it, it would just be easier. You know, it would just flow better, me and you doing it, rather than me and, you know, somebody that I don't have as many, as much interest in the same thing. Hunter, being that many of the listeners of The Kelly Patrick Show are already familiar with Chris, of course, because he has the famous wife, um, could you introduce yourself, Hunter? Where are you from? You've been into comic books for many years. Hunter Groves, where did you grow up at? What brought you to being so enthusiastic about the comic book scene? Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Northern Kentucky, and uh, I moved down to Richmond. Uh, started a pull list uh, with Comics Plus. Um, like you said, I've been to, into Spawn basically since I was a kid. Okay, uh, sorry to interrupt you there. You started what? Could you back up a little? I apologize. You start. You moved to Richmond. You started what was it called? Uh, started working. Oh, or pull list. Uh, What's that? Where you you get comics? Uh, it's like a su- subscription. Um, you basically just make a list of comics that you want and the workers put it in a file for you. And then every new comic book day, it's waiting on you and you just pick them up and it saves you time uh, trying to track them down or pulling them off the shelf. So it's a nice little uh, way to get you in the store. You're, you're getting guaranteed those comics. Okay. All right. And so from the Northern Kentucky, almost like Cincinnati type area, 
is yeah, where, where you grew up at, and you ended up in Richmond. And so you two, Chris and Hunter, you guys had similar interests, not just in comic books, but also you said music. But you, you yep. mentioned Spawn a couple times there, Chris. Is that accurate? That's one of your common uh, um, interests to Spawn? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been, uh, you know, collecting Spawn since uh, 1992, 1993 time frame. I have pretty much every issue of that book. Um, uh, once upon a time, you know, there was a there was a horrible, horrible movie made about it. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, by today's standard, it would be considered. at the time it, it wasn't bad, but but nowadays it's kind of like uh, the visuals aren't that great. But yeah, we we're big into that particular book, uh, the character, uh, and what drew us with that guy is the, is literally the artist for that book is, um, a guy named Todd McFarlane. Um, a lot of people in the, you know, everybody in the comic world knows who he is. Um, he's like, uh, you know, he's a rock star as far as comic books go, artists and stuff like that. He worked for Marvel. He drew a very famous, uh, a Spider-Man run of comics, um, you know, probably well, how many issues was that? I think it was like thirty. Yeah, about about thirty, and uh, you know that kind of made him super famous. And uh, he decided that as an artist, that he wasn't getting his due. He wasn't getting paid enough. Um, he wasn't getting everything that he should have got. So he decided to leave, and he started his own company. And uh, that company was called Image Comics. Um, and it's basically an artist owned, uh, creator owned and driven comic book, uh, publisher. Um, they do everything there. You own all the, the, basically all the art that you do, all the creations are yours. Um, so it was a really, you know, revolutionary thing in comic industry at the time. Uh, before that you had to, it, it was, it's like real life, right? You had to work for, for some company for a while to, <laughs> You know, you you had to work for one of the big, big ones. You had to work for, you know, DC or Marvel or or something like that, right? So they, him to start this company, and he took some of the best artists with him. Um, And, uh, yeah, so they started that. A local connection that he has is uh, Robert Kirkman from uh, Cynthiana, Kentucky. Um, Home of Joe Joe B. Hall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and... uh, but he he's probably the the second fam- most famous guy to come out of there, Robert Kirkman, uh, and I'll tell you why. Here behind, I'm sorry to interrupt. You're saying he's the yeah. second second most behind Joe B. Hall, who won the national oh, championship yeah. for Kentucky in '78, I believe. Yeah, in the state because he he created The Walking Dead. Oh wow! Didn't know so, that. Yeah, yeah. So that that started out as a comic book in the early 2000s. Actually, uh, fun fact about Walking Dead: uh, the first issue takes place in my hometown. That's yeah, where yeah. the character uh he leaves my hometown to go off wherever he goes and yeah my hometown is in those first pages of the first issue what what is your hometown uh grant county okay okay uh, 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 you could see main street in the first couple panels it's pretty uncanny interesting okay i did not know the connections from the walking dead to the state of Kentucky. Okay, very interesting. So, so we, we have a significant guy who's from Kentucky in the world of comic books. So there's at least a couple connections to the international comic book scene here in Kentucky. 
absolutely. Uh, and that was the big deal. He signed, you know, he, he could have took that comic book anywhere, but he signed with image comics so that he would be kind of the, the owner of such things. Uh, he had his own property, which I understand. And, and anybody that, that creates things, they would probably want that same kind of deal, you know? And, uh, so he's there. Um, he had a partner at the time by the name of Tony Moore. who's was also a local guy. Um, he's actually going to be, uh, visiting Richmond in November for a comic con that, uh, we're having here in Richmond be the first one here. So Tony Moore will be there for that. Uh, pretty big name in the comic book world. Okay. Artist. Now, Chris, you mentioned earlier that you had been thinking for quite some time about starting a podcast. Was you, so? Does that mean it was your idea for the podcast? Have you wanted to start a podcast about just any topic, and then you decided, well, I know a lot about comics, and I do enjoy comics, so that'll be the theme of the podcast. So my question is, what exactly inspired you to start a comic book podcast? Um, you know, I just uh, I'd listen to a lot of them. <laughs> And, and some successful ones. And I just thought that um, there was some some insight that I could give, you know, myself a little different, you know, point of view, a little different take on some things. Most of the time they cover um, just the mainstream stuff, like what's, what, what's going to be in a, you know, what leads up to this new Marvel movie or, or something like that. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about, like, some indie comics, some local creators, some guys that are like grinding to, to, to make it, you know, I want like, that's, that's the kind of stories I want. Like, you know, I'm a fight fan, you know, watch Rocky forever. I want to watch like the Rocky of comic books. I want to watch this guy succeed, be, you know, make it big. We got a local guy named Wes gift that I will, uh, champion anything he does. He's been working real hard for it. A uh, great family man, great man in general. Uh, he does a very good job of uh, getting a na- getting his name out there. So he, he had a very successful Kickstarter to start his own comic. Um, there's been some some famous jujitsu guys that put in for, for on that comic, like like Richie Martinez, Boogeyman. Yeah, he he he's, he saw me post about it, and he's like, "Oh, I like that stuff," because he's a big comic book wrestling guy. If you didn't know, but, I didn't yeah, I didn't so. know that. I can imagine across the world yeah. of 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 combat sports if this is your niche chris and it appears to be you know there's probably many mma fighters for example who are also comic book nerds and then you have a little niche there you can figure out who they are and then have them on your show and talk yeah i I would love to have him on the show sometime just you know because i've I've trained with him and and did a you know seminars with him and stuff and he's just a really nice guy and and the fact that his he's very knowledgeable about old school wrestling that's what he likes the most of so but he actually you know, he actually, you know, backed the Kickstarter for West Gift, so that was pretty cool. I thought. Um, so for you know, he's pretty pretty successful so far. So that comic book's coming out shortly. It's called Hard Justice. Okay, so how many episodes have you recorded so far? We have done nine. Wow. Okay, so you guys are hitting the ground running. And how do you decide on the topics and themes you discuss in each of the podcast episodes? How does that go about? We just kind of, hey, you want to talk about this? Sure, yeah, man. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> don't, over, don't overthink it. Just find something that you guys yeah. are in, intrigued yeah. with. If you two yeah, are both absolutely. super intrigued with it, that's my formula. Yeah. Is if I'm intrigued at all, 
then I'll talk about it. At least I'll enjoy it. Maybe no one else will. I don't care. But I'm most that's, important for this. Yeah, that's the deal. It's like if, like, if I got, you know, one one to ten listeners, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I I just like doing it. It's fun. It's a hobby. Yeah. You know, not you know you know how it is. You've done this for so long. You've, you're you're what you're 200 episodes deep, aren't you? Pretty close to it, or uh, close to 700 actually, and even be- oh, yeah, wow. yeah, close to 700 for the Kelly Patrick Show. And I've done many other episodes of the AMFM radio show that I hosted for eight years, and then uh, other podcasts yeah. before that. But this, the Kelly Patrick Show podcast, has been around since 2017. Since I did that first episode with Professor Scott Smith in 2017, I have recorded almost 700 episodes. Wow. That's great. It, it's enjoyable. Like, nice. you know, it, there's no real <laughs> rhyme or reason to the episodes. I mean, that would be my advice is stick with that. The exact thing you right, guys yeah. just said, Chris and Hunter both enjoy talking about Spawn, criticizing the movie of it or whatever it is. You guys have a theme that you're enthusiastic about. Definitely keep that formula. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, um, you know, the, the whole thing is, is like, there's a lot of indie comics out there, which are, you know, not, not big mainstream books. Um, some of them are like super wild, you know, like as far as like the artwork and, and the storyline and stuff like that, it's not like, uh, um, you know, again, not mainstream. So, so for us to talk about those, sometimes it, it may not, may not like you're talking about, it may not be a hit with some people that don't know what that is, you know, but we have had people, I forget that we did the, um, we did the one on we did the one on Spawn early on because that that's the one we wanted to do, you know. We'll, we'll revisit that as well later, but we did that one, and I've had some people talk, you know, send me messages talk about how he's like, man, I forgot how good some of that Spawn stuff was, and I went out and bought some books, and wow, you know, or I bought the compendiums and stuff like that. So that I, I consider that a, a success as far as I'm concerned. Just like, you know, I, I like the idea of that, and I, I I get. Far more messages now since starting the podcast of people like, "Hey man, what do you think about this comic book? I know this is coming out. What do you think about that?" So, or people trying to buy like collections and stuff, and they're asking me about prices and things. Um, so, it's it's interesting. It it, it has been a, a a severe uptick in you know communication as far as that goes. So now, also, also oh, I'm they, sorry. Uh, Go on, Hunter. Sorry. Uh, we also just did our first poll uh, to try to get people engaged in uh, what we talk about. And uh, we just posted a list of books and we we're like, hey, what do you want to what do you want to hear us talk about? And it was just a select number of what, five books? Yeah, five books. And uh, we let the listeners engage and choose what we we're going to talk about next. Where do you post that so that anyone listening can know? Uh, it's on our social medias. Uh, you got to have a Facebook page. Um, they're all the Commonwealth comics or Instagram's Commonwealth comics because of, uh, you know, obviously Instagram's a 4 billion names on there. So it's hard to get the one you want. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to get Commonwealth comics, um, on there. So we're all, we're on all those social medias. Um, we've got a YouTube page that we're going to start kicking off here a little bit more, get some recording in. I know some people, some people have like, you know, some of the podcasts that we that we do lends more well to video, which I'm sure you're more than aware of. Uh, if we have action figures and stuff, people want to see those. Mm. So if, it, if I if I hold up this action figure and go, "This is this," people don't really know. So they want they want a visual 
kind of reference for that. Um, so, but we, we put them on all the social medias. This one was on Facebook just because it was easier to do a poll on there, which are again you're familiar with. But we do it on there, and and the winner of that turned out to be uh, B for Vendetta, Ooh. which is a which is a book you should probably read, Kelly. I've seen the movie. Yep, definitely read the book. Okay, That's, really. Yeah. Okay. Read the comic series. Alan Moore is your type of comic book writer. Wow. A- you, you touched on an interesting interesting uh, uh, topic there. Uh, yeah. You're saying that because I'm like anti-government, I, I, that type of thing, that maybe that would resonate with me. Is that about what you mean? Absolutely, yeah. There, there's something for everybody. And, and I, there's a lot of things that, uh, that Alan Moore does say that I do very much agree with. And he always gets the uh, he always gets knocked as this like kind of crazy conspiracy kook that 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 just stick to drawing comics guy or writing comics you know but he has a lot of social commentary as far as comics go like the Watchmen uh, are you, have you seen that movie no you should you should check that movie out I'll know. have to listen back to this speaking of controversial comic book authors what about the Dilbert guy how's he doing well Dilbert. Um, Did you guys see what happened I, with him? I've seen what happened with him, and I knew that that was going to be a. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "That's yeah, that's the end of Dilbert." <laughs> <laughs> Did you think maybe Kelly? That sounds like something Kelly will ask me about. He just went on oh, a yeah, rant. Yeah. He had supposedly oh, yeah. tried to help out some African Americans over the years, and yeah. apparently it didn't go very well. And then one Did day he go. he just had enough, and he just flipped out on all black people. Flipped out on everybody. But <laughs> what the hell? The deal, the deal with it is, is like, there's been in comics and in comic strips and stuff like that. A lot of comic strips are, are, there's a lot of social commentary in there, you know. Same thing with comic books. It's been that way for years. Like, I don't see how people can just go, this comic book from, I'll tell you what, this comic book from 1968 that said this, oh my God, we got to, that guy's still alive. We got to, like, bury him, you know. <laughs> it's like, he said this in 1968, dude, like get over it it's a comic book you know but some of those comic books are like like the alan moore stuff is real real big on like yeah you should probably read into this a little more like what's going on and it's based on his he's he's british so it's based on the you know social economic times of you know great britain at the time that he wrote all this stuff in the 80s and stuff like that so you know so a lot of that's based off of that but B for Vendetta, when you read the comic, it's definitely like, it, it's like, you know, you always hear the book's better, you know, well, that, that comic book is, you know, I think it's better. Um, the Watchmen is, that's Hunter's wheelhouse. Hunter's a big Watchmen fan. And if you watch it, it's an alternate timeline, basically, uh, world based on these, uh, these superheroes interference yeah, you know, or the boys even like, have you seen the boys? It's a series nope, on. Uh, I I have not. Nope. On Amazon, it's not. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, that's definitely another one like that. It's <laughs> this uh the there's this whole like you know they use superheroes for this whole like uh you know new world order type thing. So. It's, so it's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that stuff in those comic books. You know what I mean? That people don't quite understand. Like is that they don't you know they read. You know, read books about the same thing. Like, why not read a comic book about it? You know, I'm looking at a list now that says six libertarian themed comic book stories you must read. And number four on that list is Watchmen. Yes, absolutely. 
Guaranteed. Watchmen is like a uh, alternate Cold War era story, and it's basically what would happen if superheroes were real, and it's like no one really cares, and uh, their effect on the world, on society uh, during the Cold War, which was a very stressful time during American history, and these people just make it even more so. But yeah, there's a so if you if you look at you know if you there's always kind of lists like that like most controversial comics or most you know this or that there's a ton of that in there you know I'll mention um, there's a couple uh, libertarians that I know of who are into comics and Eric July is one of them and then uh-huh. there's another guy named Jack Lloyd I don't know how popular they are within the world of actual comics but they are in fact like anarcho libertarian types I got you understandable. And and like I said, uh, you know my. Sometimes I read a sometimes I read a comic book because of uh, I know it's going to have this profound story in there because of the writer that is writing it. You know, it's the same thing as reading a novel for the same reasons. You know, and when I say comic book, you you know you get this like graphic novel comic book. The the only difference between the two is like when you talk about them is like a comic book is, you know they they try to you know, play it off like it's, uh, like for a kid or something, you know what I mean? But in a graphic novel, you know, they came out with that later on as being more of an adult themed comic book and it deals with these, these real issues and, and there's a lot of blood and gore and some of them and stuff like that. But in reality, it's, it, they're the same thing. They, they throw it in all the, all the comic books now too. So it's like, I really choose what I read now because, um, you know, there's some, there's some out there that are just like I, I don't, I just don't enjoy it. Like some of them just have bad stories, you know. Or, but some of them just are, are, or or an opinion of someone that I just don't really, I don't agree with. You know what I mean? They're kind of treated like I mean they are a product, but they are treated like a product these days, where they're just trying to get them out as fast as they can, so people are just slinging money for them. And lately, it's making the industry suffer a little bit. Because no one really cares about them. It's just the job at this point. Yep. But uh, you, you get one every once in a while where someone's like, they put their whole heart and soul and passion into it. And those are usually the ones we like to talk about because that's the stories that resonate with us. That's what we want to buy. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the, I could talk about like even, even as a kid, you know, like I was, you know, 12 years old or 11 or 12 years old when, when Spawn came out, we keep talking about Spawn, but you know, that it's pretty, you know, when you, when you look at that book for an 11 or 12 year old, that's like, that's, it's pretty mature reading material actually. Cause I mean, he's a, you know, the guy that is Spawn is, is a guy named Al Simmons. That's a mercenary. His whole, he's, he was in the Marine Corps. His whole job is when he gets out is to go around and like, you know, work for this alphabet organization, you know? And go do these covert ops and do all this stuff. Well, you know he he gets they turn on him. He gets killed, ends up in hell, makes a deal with the devil, comes back. You know, so he, now he's trying to like he he's part of the whole story is he's trying to make amends for things, but he's also like beholden to this deal that he made. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like for a 12 year old, that's kind of like wait a minute, <laughs> and then there's. There's some crazy artwork in there because it's it's Todd McFarlane and he doesn't 
at the time he didn't really care. And I, and I, honestly, I, I, you know, I hate to be that cliche thing, but just, I just don't think, you know, folks were as, as were as sensitive about certain things then, you know, so he could just, just put this crazy artwork out. that's like blood and gore, you know, and like, yeah, you know, I'll buy my grandson that comic, you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> a comic book. Yeah, you know, it's just a comic book, you know what I mean? But like, you know, there there's some there's some that go real far. Like there's a there's a book called Faust. Yeah. And it's like there there's some real violent stuff in it and real mature themed stuff in it. And it came out about the same time, so Yeah. Uh I I never that was one book as a kid I never was allowed to I never was allowed to read till way later in life, you know. That that was that was that was that was drew the line on the Faust. But I guess they're gonna make a movie about it soon too. Hunter, a series. oh, a, a series, yeah. Okay, Hunter and Chris, could you guys each share your personal all-time favorite comic books and/or comic book char- characters? If you had to choose, just one for each of you characters and all-time favorite comic books. I'd say my favorite comic book of all time would have to be Hellboy. Uh, it's just a a great story about this this demon who's supposed to end the world and he ends up being like this blue collar worker and just kind of living life as a normal person would with this looming threat of he's supposed to be the end of the world and he's like nah I don't really want to uh, the art and stories by Mike Mignola uh, the art is amazing um, and I think my favorite thing part of Hellboy is it has a defining ending. So you can read all this and there is a definite ending and that's how the story ends. There's not going to be like Batman where there's Hellboy 1001 issue or uh, Spider-Man which is on like, I don't know, like 900 or something. Yeah. So there's a set number of issues of Hellboy and you can read all of it. And another great thing about that story is you can pick up any issue and read it, and it makes sense. You don't have to read it in order. So everything's self-contained, and it's a great story. It's great artwork, and uh, yeah, Hellboy, for sure. And your favorite character, too? Uh, Probably still Hellboy. Okay. Uh, Like I said, he's very relatable. Because he's a he's an average Joe working a blue collar job, so um, the fact that he's a demon is kind of out there. But everyone can relate to getting up in the morning, have a drink of coffee, going to their job, and th- that's what this character does. His job is fighting monsters, but I mean, you know, you can kind of relate to doing a blue collar job. Okay, and Chris, how about you? Same question. Yeah, so as far as comic book series again, I might, I might say Spawn because like that's the thing I have the most issues of, of that. Like I said, I have every issue. been collecting it since 92. Um, when it came out, it hit like like as far as like that. It wasn't just a uh, like a local comic you know, group or anything like that. It wasn't just like that thing was like a national level you know, juggernaut of a, of a property, if you will, you know. So there was like shirts and shoes and like it was everywhere like then so you know growing up with that like you go like i gotta get the spawn stuff you know what i mean so it, the action figures 
everywhere when they back when they had KB Toy Store and all that stuff. I I still have a lot of that stuff, all that old, you know, Spawn action figures. So yeah, and the book is just, you know, when when uh, I'll put it this way, when when Todd McFarlane is doing the book, it is it is the best it will be, and it, it is always really good stuff. Uh, he he, you know, he he runs the he runs Image Comics. And he runs his own toy line and stuff, so he has to give the reins over sometimes. Um, and there's been very few other people that have been able to really, really do that comic justice. You know, I mean, it's his creation. It's his baby, you know what I mean? So, like, when he's doing it, I'm all in. The storyline's great. The artwork's going to be epic. So there's no better art in in uh, comics, you know. And now you got, like, even more so considering now you got a lot of AI type stuff coming out as far as comics go, which is, you know, I'm not a fan of that. So I, li- I like creators doing things. Um, but yeah, Spawn, definitely going to be the top guy. In an era of visual mediums, you know, we have so many different options on the computer, on our phones, everything when it comes to entertainment. What yep. is it that makes comic books? and graphic novels unique and enduring i think you know there's it, it's it's kind of weird man but there's like when you when you go through a box of comics you know like a short box or a long box of comics like there's a certain smell you get you know like that old newsprint paper it's no joke it's like like that puts you like that's the nostalgia there it puts you back to so when you were a kid, you know, and you're like, your mom like drop you off at the at the comic shop while they went and went somewhere else real quick, you know, and you're like digging through there trying to find some gold in those boxes, you know. There's something about that. Like people still want that. They want a tangible thing to touch and feel and 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 see that artwork up close and personal. I want all the little. I want to look at the art, and like when it's printed out. Like I don't even like super high glossy done stuff. I want that like flat pages where I can like see every little dot and every little tick and line that they've done in that artwork. Like I'll pour over that stuff a lot. Like I'm like, cause I'm a, I'm a mediocre artist at best. You know, when I, if I tried to do something like that and I'm looking at this, like, man, look at what this guy did. Like, like how did he, how did he get this shading just right? And, and so it's, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, there's something about the, the actual written word, you know, that's, that's uh, like, you know, you know, now, now, you know, you can type it and stuff like that, but it's, it, it came from someone, you know, so it's like, it's a product that you're, you know, it's almost like a, um, you know, like an artisan type thing to me, you know, that's how I feel about it. Hunter, do you, do you have anything to add to that question? Uh, kind of in the same vein, uh, as an artist myself, um, I appreciate good art and I like to see what people do with their creativity. I, I buy a lot of these uh, artist edition books, which are giant hardcovers where it shows the art as it was drawn before it was scanned in the computer and printed. And uh, I just like to see what, what the artist does with uh, what they have. So a lot of people used ink and quill or ink and uh, dip pen back in the nineties. Um, and it's just cool to see what they do with that. Okay, do you have any upcoming guests or upcoming topics for episodes that you can give our listeners a, a sneak peek preview about what's coming up in the next episodes for the Commonwealth Comics Podcast? 
Yeah, since we just uh, did that poll, I think obviously the people want to hear the V for Vendetta one. Um, again, a, a a book that Kelly Patrick should check out. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but the uh, I will. We all, right. We just had our first guest uh, a little bit ago, and that's a guy named Todd Sulfridge. So um, he's like the the local. He owns literally owns a place called uh, Comics Plus in Richmond. Like he owns our local comic book shop. So he's like he's like the guy we go to for 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 buying stuff. He he takes care of us. You know what I mean? Like so he, he's he's you know it's it's hard to find you know somebody sometimes in in the that business or you can go to a a shop and have like a, a legitimate connection with. So he we we were happy. We we're happy to have him on the show and, and stuff like that. The uh, the the next one that we had that we have planned for as far as the guest guest goes is going to be a guy named uh, Christopher Darren. Who's he? He is a um, he is the owner of uh, Retro Grappler. So I, I know you're probably familiar with them. I am. Uh, yeah. So he makes a lot of really cool rash guards, but so. My deal with him goes way back, uh, as far as that goes. He, um, when he very first started out, like I was just kind of looking around for comic books themed uh, rash guards. You know what I mean? Because um, I'm into comic books, obviously. Like I want some cool looking rash guards. Uh, okay, good stuff. Yeah, so, so you're going to continue the integration of the combat sports world. When, right. when, when appropriate into the comic book, absolutely the comic absolutely. book uh, theme of the podcast. Right. So you've, I mean, and you've seen his stuff, so you know, you know what it's about. Um, and like I said, I, I bought some of his stuff very early on, um, and we just kind of like struck up a, a real good friendship over this. Um, you know, our mutual thing there. I've been trying to get him to do a spawn rash guard for a while, so maybe we might see one of those sometime soon. I'll ask him about it. But yeah, he, he'll be our next, probably be our next guest on the show. Maybe try to get some other folks into. Maybe you will end up with a Commonwealth Comics podcast rash guard of your own. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool one to do. <laughs> he wants. I, I want one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wear it. I'll get one. Right, right. right. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him about it. See what we can come up with. We've we've, we've talked about doing some t-shirts and stuff lately. If anybody's going to do the the design for me, it's going to be him for sure. Because just I know he's going to do a good job with it, and it's going to be in the same theme and vein of stuff that I want to do. You know what I mean? So uh, that would probably be our next guest. After that, I think uh, we may delve into some uh, some more indie comics, we call them, you know. Um, also, they're, you know, we've got a, uh, they're doing that Comic-Con here in Richmond. Um, so we're probably going to try to do a live podcast from that, you know, see how that, see how that works out, you know what I'm saying? with the sound and everything. So we'll have to figure that out. Good, good stuff. Well, once again, the Commonwealth comics podcast, I just found it on Spotify, Commonwealth comics podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I I'm guessing multiple different podcasting outlets. It doesn't have to just be Spotify. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, I think as far as podcasts, we, we are on Spotify right now. We're going to, you know, get, get into a bigger deal. Uh, Probably talk to your guy that you you turned me on to. So shout out to <laughs> Matt McCarthy. Exactly. So uh, probably talk to him about getting you know doing a little more, getting a little more professional with it. You know, as far as 
you know, distribution and stuff like that out and about in the world. Well, good stuff. Well, Hunter and Chris, I appreciate you both coming on the show today. Before we wrap up the episode, we mentioned the name of the podcast multiple times, how they can find the Facebook or Instagram. What other things would you like to mention before we wrap up the episode? Um, the only thing I'd like to say is I really do appreciate you having us on the show because I know this is not your not not your not your wheelhouse per se, but I mean you're uh, you're helping us out. I know. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, um, thank no, you so much. Yeah, no I'll problem be- at all. The, I do believe alternative media, such as, and I bet you guys would agree, such as podcasting, absolutely, is very valuable. I know it's new, so I mean, it's not something we've had around for a very long time. But I think it's it's right. great because you guys don't have to answer to to a big corporation when you record your episodes, do you? No, no. You guys get nope. to criticize whatever you want, say it sucks Absolutely. if you want to say it sucks because you think it sucks, and I yep. think that's what's important. So I do think it's important to promote alternative media outlets such as, you know, in, in our case, podcasting. You guys don't do any video right now? Um, we have one episode up that's, that's got video, um, and uh, so we're starting to work towards that, that area of the world, you know, because like I said, some of, our, some of our stuff that we're going to have to have requires visual aid. You know, sure. If I, like again, if I hold up a, a an action figure, it's going to have to be that, or I can hold up a book or something like that that people aren't familiar with. Why we're talking about this particular type of artwork or something. So yeah, we're going to do that on some episodes, but some are just just require audio. You know, so sure. Yeah. Well, Hunter and Chris, I appreciate you both coming on the show. Thank you very much. I thank al- you. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. Thank you.